0: CHK NEWS. It's one o'clock, I'm as Wong. The headlines, Liu Xia is said to be in good spirits but physically weak. A mainland political activist, Xing Yongmin, has been jailed 13 years for subversion. And Let's Go calls for more resources to help students with special education needs. A friend of Liu Xia, who's living in Germany, says he's met the widow of late Nobel laureate Liu Xiaobo and found her to be in good spirits but physically weak. Writing in his blog, Liu Yiwu said Liu Xia was told that, there was, that she was too weak to meet media Right now, but she might attend church on Friday. She was allowed to leave China yesterday for medical treatment in Berlin after almost a decade of house arrest. An activist says. Beijing's release of Liu Xia from House of West is a special diplomatic gesture and doesn't mean more mainland dissidents will be freed. Patrick Poon, China researcher at Amnesty International, attributed her release to this week's visit to Germany by Premier Li Keqiang as well as an upcoming EU-China summit, and he said this was a rare case. It's only like a diplomatic gesture, but not like uh, China accepting that they should respect human rights, because it's really a very single out case. Uh, We have seen other human rights cases that are also widely reported, for example, like the human rights lawyer Wang Quanzhang. But still, we haven't seen him being released. And then actually, for many other human rights dissidents, I think they find it very difficult to see how they can enjoy the same treatment like Liu Xia. RTHK's correspondent in Berlin, Stella Lam, was there when Liu Xia arrived at the airport in Germany arrived at the Lane Tegel Airport around five in the afternoon yesterday. Before that, there were loads of media waiting at the airport. Unfortunately, many of us are unable to see Lucia in person because after she arrived, she was brought into a black van and left the airport immediately. I think it's very important the German authorities want to keep Liu in peace and that's why she's well protected from the media. And according to some of the friends of Liu where she is going to leave and what she is going to do is mainly arranged by the German authority and they have no information about that. The state-backed tabloid Global Times says Lucia was never under house arrest although she was, as he put it, within sight of Chinese authorities. In an editorial, the paper said Western media should stop taking advantage of her now that she's left the country, Maggie her reports. Global Times says Liu Xia was living a normal life in Beijing, where she was free to see family and friends, go shopping, exercise and contact the outside world. The article said she'd never been told by mainland authorities that she couldn't travel abroad. It said China had a relatively tight social governance to manage dissidents to prevent them from having a negative influence on society, as it didn't want them to hamper national development. But it never meant to persecute dissidents. And the article blamed interference from Western forces, suggesting they used dissidents as a geopolitical card. It's that Liu Xia herself didn't appear to have any interest in being a dissident, so the West should stop taking advantage of her. A prominent Mingland political campaigner has been sentenced to 13 years in jail in what could be the heaviest sentence for subversion in 15 years. Tom McLinden reports.
1: Amnesty International says it's appalling to see such a heavy sentence imposed on a veteran activist who was exercising his freedom of expression just a day after the release from house arrest of the widow of Nobel laureate Liu Xiaobo. Qin Yongmin, who's 64, was first jailed as a counter-revolutionary in the 1980s and has spent a total of 22 years behind bars. His lawyers say he's in despair about the sentencing and will definitely appeal. At the time of his arrest in January 2015, Mr Qin was head of the pro-democracy China Human Rights Rights Watch Group, which circulated online statements denouncing government policies.
0: Lecho's Public Accounts Committee says the Education Bureau should give more resources to schools to help students with special education needs. One example cited in its report was that the Bureau was too slow in helping schools install lifts to create a barrier-free environment. The Deputy Chairman of the Committee, Kenneth Leung, also said he was very concerned about the lack of educational psychologists servicing the schools. In 2016-2017, only 21% of 380 schools succeeded in the application for the enhanced service, noting that this is partly attributable to the limited supply of educational psychologists. The committee urges EDB to expedite its liaison with local tertiary institutions to increase the supply of educational psychologists. A secondary school graduate who's the first person ever to get top marks in more than eight subjects says he's planning to study medicine to help others. The Diploma of Secondary Education results were released today and although there, were, there was a drop of 4% in the number of students sitting the exams, the overall performance was up. Top scorer Thomas Wong from La Salle College says he found Chinese to be the most challenging subject
1: chinese would be the most difficult subject first of all we have to study literary chinese which is quite different from the oral chinese we are speaking every day and papers like uh, composition and maybe oral are very uh, de- depends on luck i'd say because everyone has different ideas on their compositions or their oral speaking but well we know that marking in chinese is quite subjective
0: The district court has sentenced a man to five and a half years in prison for laundering 2.8 million US dollars. The court heard that the 56 year old transferred the money to two Hong Kong bank accounts in July 2009 from the US. He withdrew 6.4 million Hong Kong dollars before fleeing to the mainland. He was arrested last year when he returned to the territory. Police Chief Inspector Jamie Wong from the Commercial Crime Bureau said the investigation was difficult. I think the sentence is appropriate because uh, concerning the amount involved and uh, the personal gain that he obtained and also the international element involved, uh, which involved a U.S. bank in a fraud. Pools and offices are closed in parts of Taiwan as Typhoon Maria skirted the island, bringing torrential rain and powerful winds. Officials had warned of floods and landslides and evacuated thousands of people. But the storm weakened on approach and moved past the island to the north. Maria is the first typhoon of the season for Taiwan. It made landfall in Fujian province this morning. Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe will tour one of the areas worst hit by record rains, which so far have killed at least 179 people. With dozens still missing, the death toll is expected to rise. Thousands of evacuees remain in shelters. The Prime Minister is to visit the flood-ravaged Okayama area. The U.S. government says it won't meet a court-imposed deadline to reunite more than 100 immigrant children under 5 years old with their families. The children were separated from their parents on the U.S.-Mexican border and are being held in detention under a highly controversial Trump administration policy. The U.S. government says 34 children will rejoin their families by the end of today, but others cannot for logistical reasons. Lee Gallant represents the American Civil Liberties Union, which filed the lawsuit. We are extremely disappointed that the government looks like they're not going to reunify all the eligible children today and that they have not even tracked down the removed parents. But we do think since the judge became involved in the compliance process after this past Friday, things have taken a real step forward and there has been progress. President Trump has arrived in Brussels for a NATO summit that he predicted could be harder than his meeting with the Russian leader Vladimir Putin in Finland next Monday. Before leaving the US, Mr Trump said he couldn't say whether President Putin was a friend or enemy. He also said Mr Putin would be easier to deal with than ever Britain. I have NATO, I have the UK which is in somewhat turmoil, and I have Putin. Frankly, Putin may be the easiest of them all. Who would think? Who would think? But the UK certainly has a, uh, they have a lot of things going on. Doctors treating a man poisoned by a Novichok nerve agent in Britain 10 days ago say he's regained consciousness. A statement from Southbury District Hospital said there had been a small but significant improvement in the condition of Charlie Rowley, who's still critical but stable. His partner died from the poisoning. A federal judge in the United States has cleared the way for hundreds of lawsuits against the giant agri-chemical manufacturer Monsanto. The case is center on claims that a wheat killer called Roundup that's made by the firm is linked to cancer. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports.
1: Cancer sufferers and their families have challenged Monsanto for years, saying the company knew but kept secret evidence that glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup, could cause cancer. Monsanto insists that numerous scientific studies have failed to establish a link. Although a handful of countries have banned glyphosate, Roundup remains widely available and is sold in some 160 countries. This latest ruling by a judge in San Francisco said the evidence was equivocal and should be tested before a jury.
0: Auctioneers in London have sold the original map of Winnie the Pooh's 100-acre wood for five hundred seventy thousand US dollars a record for any book illustration at auction. The BBC's Angus Crawford reports.
1: It's been described as possibly the most famous map in children's literature. The ink sketch of the 100-acre wood doesn't just show Winnie the Pooh's home, but also introduces the characters in the story. Eeyore is shown looking miserable in one corner. Christopher Robin stands by a tree above in his Wellington boots and Pooh himself sits on a log surveying the scene. Important locations such as the heffalump traps and the bee tree are carefully labelled, while others are deliberately misspelt.
0: China says tit for tat tariffs will destroy Sino U.S. trade, with companies in both countries suffering losses. The Assistant Minister of Commerce, Li Changgang, was speaking at a forum in Beijing after the Trump administration stepped up its trade war with China, giving details of 200 billion U.S. dollars worth of additional Chinese products it plans to place tariffs on. It comes just days after the two countries imposed tit for tat tariffs of $34 billion on each other's goods. President Trump had already threatened further measures if Beijing retaliated. Washington accuses China of unfair trade practices and intellectual property theft. Local and regional shares have tumbled after the U.S. stepped up its trade war with China. And a short time ago, the Yu Hang Seng index was at 28,226, that's 455 points down from the previous close. To currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 111.03 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar 17 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 40 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung.
1: We start with football. France are the first team through to this year's World Cup final. They beat Belgium 1-0 in the first of the semi-finals in St. Petersburg. A 51st minute header from Samuel Umtiti was the difference, as the BBC's John Bennett reports. It was a semi-final packed with some of the best attacking talent in the world, but the player who made the difference was a centre-back. Unlikely hero Samuel Antitti's glancing header just after half-time, sending France to their first World Cup final since 2006. The first half was a fascinating tactical battle. Belgium dominated the ball, Eden Hazard repeatedly ran at the France back four, and Toby Alderweireld forced an excellent save by Hugo Lloris. France were more passive, but Thibault Courtois made a good stop to deny Benjamin Pavard just before the break. After Umtiti's goal, Belgium struggled to break through the French backline despite having again more of the ball. Marouan and Fellaini had the best chance heading wide. So France now have the chance to win their second World Cup on Sunday and the intriguing thing is you get the sense that we still haven't seen them at their best in Russia. France will face the winner of the next match between England and Croatia. That kicks off in Moscow at 2 a.m. tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. Croatia are into the last four for the first time in 20 years. England will be playing in their first World Cup semi-final since 1990 and trying to reach the final for the first time since they won the trophy back in 1966. Away from the World Cup, Cristiano Ronaldo has completed his move from Real Madrid to Juventus. The Italian champions have paid 123 million US dollars for the Portugal captain. The 33-year-old Ronaldo has signed a four-year deal, set to be worth around 35 million US dollars per season. On to tennis now. Serena Williams is through to the semi-finals at Wimbledon, but only after surviving a scare against Camilla Giorgi. Williams came from a set down against the unseated Italian. She came through 3-6-6-3-6-4 and admitted she had to dig deep to get through.
0: I knew that, you know, after the first set, I was like, all right, let's go three sets. And that's kind of what I thought. And, you know, it wasn't any surprise. I'll just keep fighting. You know, this is only my fourth tournament back. So I don't feel pressure. I don't feel I have to win this. I don't feel I have to lose this. I'm just here to just to be here and to prove that I'm back and I feel like I'm back and I still have a long way to go to be where I was.
1: Williams will now face Germany's Julia Gugges. The other semi is between the 2016 runner-up Anjali Kerber and last year's French Open champion Yelena Ostapenko. And that's your look at sports.
0: To end the news, the top story is once again. Liu Xia is just said to be in good spirits, but physically weak. A mainland political activist, Xin Yong-min has been jailed 13 years for subversion. Lechko calls for more resources to help students with special education needs. And there's a the news from RTHK. To the ground Will you hold me? Will you serenade me With the song you used to play Till the night turns into day Will you hold me?